Hi, this is Jeff. And this is Steve. From the 12A Podcast. Where we talk entertainment and movies. Under a budget. Listen to us at 4 And now, enjoy our friends on this next podcast. Hey there, Eric here from Socially Awkward Studios. And this 4-Eyed Radio presentation is being proudly brought to you by Raven Designs. Illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. And then Richie is the fan who found us. The fan. <laughs> the fan. Okay, good. You just Love have it. to represent all of fandom, Richie. We have, I mean, we have one whole fan. No, oh my god, we have way more than that. <laughs> From why I saw Power Morphicon, no, it was just what I said at the last episode. It was just weird. People coming up to me and saying, oh, yeah, the Ranger Command. And I've seen your videos on YouTube, and I'm like, what? Yeah, we're walking know. together, and everyone comes up. Hey, you're Eric it's, from Ranger Command. It's Tricky B47. I'm like, what? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, and then they look at me and go, who are you? And I go, I'm Zach, also from Ranger Command. <laughs> it's fine. Never mind. We'll see, Eric. I didn't know quite what you, you look like. I couldn't remember. Oh. So uh-huh. we were at one of the merchandise booths, and then I heard you speaking. I'm like, oh, wait, I think that's a guy from Ranger Command Power Hour. <laughs> and I turn around, and you're still talking. He's like, oh, yeah, it's him. And I went and introduced myself. Kind of a cool opportunity. So we just kind of ran into Opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm no one's opportunity. Stop. <laughs> that's the weird thing. But they were like, oh, yeah, I recognize your voice. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> you just have one of those voices. Oh, I have a face for radio, so... I recognize his laugh. <laughs> That's how I find a very in a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh. Like, ha, 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 find me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will recognize my groan of indifference at the next Paramorphicon. I'm telling you, first day, second day of the convention, wear that light speed helmet, but regular clothes. I will. That's what that's, I'm planning on doing. That's just regular clothes, but a light speed helmet the whole time. <laughs> Who would wear a helmet and regular clothes to a Power Morphicon? That's just a, crazy. A, a I would. Ranger fan. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just because that's exactly what I did. So. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Breaking news emergency. Ranger Command Power Hour, it's a Power Rangers podcast. Go, 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 go! Ranger Command Power Hour, their discussions entertain you. Go, 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 go! Eric, Zach, and he having a good time to discuss the Rangerverse. No matter where you are, whether near or far, you can always catch us on iTunes, on YouTube, on even on, even on SoundCloud. Go, 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 go. Ranger, come and go. Ranger, come and power our Ranger, come and start the next one. Go, go, come and team. Today on the Power Hour, episode 21, Ranger Command post-Power Morphicon wrap-up, part two. Recorded also on September 1st, 2014. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. 
I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Welcome, everyone, to part two of our post-Morphicon wrap-up here on Power Morphicon Detox Month at Ranger Command. (laughs) (laughs) Today on this episode, we have two more fans of the show and of Power Rangers that were at Power Morphicon. First, we have Richie Gray. Hey, guys. How's it going? And we also have Darren, my good buddy, Dr. Sci-Fi from the Dr. Sci-Fi Show. Hey, Barry. Thanks for having me on again. Really, really looking forward to chatting with you guys. There's no news technically this week since we just went through our news. Watch something major happen in between now and the time the episode releases. Okay, but yeah, Super Mega Force is back on the air. Woo! That's right. I haven't been able to catch up with the most recent episode, but I did watch Power of Six today yeah it was pretty pretty good i mean you know it's nostalgia factor aside it holds up pretty well uh i, I mean, think you're being of, nice i am i'm being really nice i was kind of not there wasn't a groan of indifference but there was a, uh, <laughs> a eye roll of indifference a couple of times but it was fun but definitely i can't not think of troll say now every time a word comes out of his mouth uh, <laughs> So you've ruined the character, oh, man. I've... I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing it back. <laughs> well, have you guys... I completely forgot about that. Now it's going to be stuck in my head every time. Did you time. guys see the latest episode, The Perfect Storm, or at least the preview bit with Gose, where he's like, Tensu, be careful out there. Your metal frame could attract lightning. And it's like... And it happens. <laughs> and it happens. I just imagine Trolls sitting there going... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gose was on full Trollsay mode for this newer episode. So just wait till you see it. But like I said in the last episode, it was actually a really good standalone original story, which they managed to put together. I was actually quite surprised. There was a lot of original footage. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, it felt like a Mighty Morphin episode almost, where like you had a ton of original footage up at the front, and then the back half was the adaptation, the Sentai footage. Yeah, and it was kind of like a hijinxy episode. And you really get to see a lot of downtown New Zealand, which was fantastic. Or downtown New Zealand? No, downtown Auckland. (laughs) (laughs) Downtown New Zealand, where? We we knew what you meant. (laughs) That's where where all the hobbits live. Um, I don't know. I'm telling you, just not the show. Wow. That's, a, uh, that's where trolls say vacations. God. Americans. All right. Power Morphicon. So, Darren and Richie, this was both of your first times at Power Morphicon, correct? Correct. correct. So, I'm going to start with Darren. What was your impression about Power Morphicon, your initial thoughts? It was a lot of fun. It was, I think, perfectly suited for the Pasadena Convention Center. I think it was a good size for that kind of a convention in the age of things like San Diego Comic-Con, which is just an entity unto itself. It was (laughs) nice to go to a nice size con and well laid out. Everyone was super friendly. 
it was great. It was a lot of fun. I, you know, I felt I kind of got to do everything I wanted to do in one afternoon. I didn't really go to any of the panels, but I literally had two things on my checklist and got those done within the first hour. So I had a lot of fun. What about you, Richie? Yeah, I mean, for being my first con, I had a blast. Wait, was this your first convention ever or first Power Morphicon? First Power Morphicon. Okay, first okay. First Power Morphicon. It was great because, you know, as a kid, you grew up with some of these actors. And, you know, when you're younger, you only dream about being able to meet these people. And now that I'm older and actually have an opportunity and to have a function where it brings all of the actors to one spot. I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I had a blast. Will I go again to the next one? Of course. You know, of course, there's pros and cons right. you know, of the Morphicon, which I'm sure we'll probably discuss later at some point. But definitely, I had a blast, and I'd definitely do it again. Yeah, like I said before, this is my first one, and I'm no stranger to conventions in general. But to go to a convention that's strictly about the one thing that you really like, and meeting a lot of people who share that interest, and Getting a chance to interact with the actors is always fun, but the majority of the fun just came from hanging out with fellow fans and catching up with friends or meeting them for the first time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to get into a little perspective here. We're going to start out with Darren. You're no stranger to the convention scene. You make it sound like every other week I'm yeah, <laughs> My private jet is waiting to take me to wherever a convention will strike. You mean you're not? I know. <laughs> you I don't have a TIE talk. fighter in the backyard? I mean, what? It, exactly. Uh, t- uh, no, transporter. That's uh, the easy way to fly. <laughs> yes. But, but. but to compare this to some other conventions I've been to, my first convention was actually Star Wars Celebration 4 in 2007, which was at the LA Convention Center. The big thing that really decides which conventions I go to is geography. Uh, <laughs> so if it's within the state and I could drive to it, I'll pretty much go to it. it. It's hard when it's out of state. I totally admire you guys for flying out to California to come to Power Morphicon 4. But yeah, at Star Wars Celebration 4 was a lot of fun. They had a six-movie marathon where they showed all six movies like continuously. I may have slept a lot through episode two. I was a little tired, (laughs) but I had to get up early. Uh, (laughs) But it was a lot of fun, and I was fortunate. It landed right between two jobs that I was doing where I'd left one and was going to start the other one later, so I did the full four-day pass Wow. I was there every day. It was a lot of fun. And then BotCon, I went to in 2009. So that was the Transformers convention. I and think that, that was, was the one Chris kickback. That was one of the ones he went to. Oh, we see, we could have met each other before and we just not even know it. Yeah. Uh, so I went there with my uh, best friend, Steven, and that was also at the Pasadena Convention Center. And that was fun. You had a full-size uh, long-nosed Optimus Prime. And uh, that helped a lot for Power Morphicon because I'd actually been to the place before. Right. So I kind of had a feeling for, okay, where's the entrance? Where's parking? Because that's really important information. And the WordPress blog site known as Power Morphicon wasn't exactly <laughs> the best uh, uh, <laughs> place for it. I mean, can we talk about spreadsheets? Seriously. Uh, but anyway, but and so that, that helped a lot. And that was a fun convention as well. So, But Power Morphicon... Yeah, just like I said, I had two things on my list was meeting Kerrigan Mahan was Mm -hmm. the first thing on my list. I was expecting lines out the door 
but apparently I got there at a good time. So uh, <laughs> I only had to wait a, a short amount and got a great fan moment with him, got to shake his hand, take pictures, tweeted him a bunch beforehand. I'm going to come in my Stormtrooper costume. You better watch out. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, well, now I have to. <laughs> I made a promise to Goldar. I mean, you can't. You can't back out on that. He'll he'll find you and haunt he you. He will. Great guy. Super, oh, yeah. Super nice guy. Uh, Kerrigan's awesome. A big shout out to him. We didn't talk a lot about him on the last episode, but Kerrigan is fantastic. It was my first time actually meeting him in person, but I felt like I already knew the guy because I talked so much to him after our interview that we did with him in a past episode, but talking with him on Twitter for so long, it felt like I already knew him. So when I got to meet him, it was just like, Hey buddy, I was right there. Like, Oh man, how you doing? That was a cool moment. So yeah, Kerrigan Mahan shout out. I just wanted to get that out there. Oh, definitely. And again, I'm most connected to kind of the original Mighty Morphin Mm -hmm. cast. Like, those are the ones I really grew up with, I really knew. So seeing Austin St. John there and the line that never ended, (laughs) seeing a lot of amazing cosplayers, I was walking outside and I got a snapshot of, must have been 60 to 80 cosplayers. Oh, yeah. Just in this massive group. And they were all taking the helmets off shot and then everyone's like, helmets on! And five minutes later, everyone has their helmets on and then they take the (laughs) helmet on picture and and that was a lot of fun to see so much so because i got to cosplay at this convention (laughs) so i came as well now i'm calling it kind of the white trooper as opposed to white ranger but i called it my friday afternoon casual stormtrooper (laughs) i am a member of the 501st with a full a new hope stunt version tk but i didn't have a handler and it's just really it's really not safe going anywhere when you're in cosplay without right. a handler. I mean, it's a little different than the people walking around Power Morphicon because when you're in a morph suit, you just have a lot more flexibility. Right. And it's all about flexibility. I can't touch my toes. I can't run. I can't really, you can't do anything in a Stormtrooper costume. It, you just yeah. look pretty and you hold up the wall. <laughs> so I did a modded version. I had jeans, my boots, and my belt, and this awesome jacket I have that looks like a Stormtrooper armor in itself so but much more flexible kept the mm-hmm. arm braces on the gloves and then the helmet which was fully connected and i was wired up like the matrix with my uh talk box and microphones so that was a lot of fun kerrigan said i was weird but you know <laughs> uh, i'm just standing there you know having this conversation with him with my helmet on and he's just like you're like you're just really weird man like you're like what? <laughs> And I'm like, eh, it's not the weirdest thing I've seen at this convention. (laughs) Yeah, I know we all saw some weird things there. (laughs) Yeah, we did. That's another thing. Shout out to all the amazing cosplayers. Oh, well, you saw the the Zordon cosplayer, which that was my favorite. Uh, I think he stole the show. (laughs) He did. And I think it took him a day to make the costume. It was just like, boom. He made it on Thursday, and it's like, hey, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> That's all I love about it. You could have a cosplayer that maybe put $20 worth of material into their costume, or someone who's invested thousands, and they're all fantastic. And also seeing the amount of kids dressed up in suits, I thought was awesome. I know it was fun. I probably had about 15 pictures taken of me because even though it's a Power (laughs) Ranger convention, 
everyone loves a stormtrooper. And that was great. I had a great experience. I didn't really have any worries about fandom backlash or anything like that. I'm like, you know what? These are all people who are super passionate about Power Rangers to go to the Power Rangers convention. I don't think they're going to have a problem with someone dressing up in a different fandom. And no one did. It was fine. Thus the pictures. But the second thing on my checklist, besides meeting Goldar, was meeting you guys. Was meeting you, Eric, and the rest of Ranger Command Power Ranger, the people who could make it. And that was a lot of fun. It really was, because it's no fun going to a con alone. You can, you can do it, but if if I had to go to a con alone, I'd be constantly on Twitter talking to people I know, because <laughs> just to feel comfortable. But that was a lot of fun. It was great hanging out, getting in and out, oh, recording the After Dark. Yeah, I mean, when I saw <laughs> that one of you guys hadn't had in and out ever, I'm like, well, this no longer became an option. This is now something, <laughs> this pilgrimage must be begun. This will not stand... <laughs> But just don't let the cinema slob buy your alcohol because he has no idea how much things cost in California. But anyway, (laughs) I'll leave that that at that. But uh, yeah, I still have three fourths of a bottle of Jack. I had to pack that up on the. How did you get that home? (laughs) No, I checked it in. It was in my check bag for the airlines, and they didn't. I guess you can check a big bottle of Jack into well, your. Well, they saw it was next to the Power Ranger Morpher, and they're like, you know, let's just not ask. Let's just uh, <laughs> we're just gonna pass this bag. I don't want to stop the line. It was funny because we didn't even crack that at the show. So I had a friend here this weekend from out of town. He's from Oklahoma. I cracked that Jack open and we had some uh, California Jack. Jack. That's good stuff, right? there. It is. It's the really good stuff. And we had the Jack and Coke and oh man, but I still have three fourths of a bottle because that (laughs) stuff is strong. But yeah, but let me chill in your air-conditioned uh, <laughs> in, in hotel a room, room yeah. with stairs and secret hiding place. And yeah, just doing the after dark, which apparently went way after dark longer than I was even there. It did, yes. <laughs> um, yep. I do miss that I miss Kerrigan's visit, but you know, uh, I did have to be at work in the morning, so it's a sacrifice I had to bear. That was the unaired part of the yeah. <laughs> after oh, past, dark. Past the two-hour recording limit. <laughs> yeah, probably for good reason. I mean, Kerrigan, <laughs> Kerrigan is a crazy guy. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool just seeing all the cool stuff, admiring all the vendors there, getting my picture. I got a lot of cool pictures. Uh, my yeah. alpha droid, this isn't the droid I'm looking for picture, <laughs> like rippled through Twitter for a while, because it's like, you got to take that picture. And then my Ranger key pack picture where I'm standing next to the cardboard cutout, and it's like, I think Bandai's had a packaging error. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. And that one was fun, too. So I really, I enjoy taking those kinds of fun pictures. Uh, and I like that I got to supply my morpher, because you had, like, the, oh, the, yeah. the Stormtrooper battery pack or the morpher. Yeah. Which one do I pick? Yeah, my thermal <laughs> detonator from my backpack, because that's where the morphers go. And I'm right. like, let's take a picture of, like, choices, decisions. <laughs> decisions were made here. And then the pictures, yeah, we took in the hotel room with two of us and the morpher hands. That's yeah. always fun to do. A lot of great pictures, a lot of great memories of that, for sure. It was definitely fun hanging out with you on Saturday. And I think that was the best part of my convention, too. Like I said before... It's more than just seeing the actors, which is always cool. And this is why I didn't go to many of the panels except two of them. It's because I'm hanging out with my friends. And that's what makes a convention for me, any convention. 
Darren, it's obvious that you're huge into Star Wars with your cosplay. What makes you say that, Barry? Uh, because you've committed hundreds of dollars to a cosplay. I stopped keeping count because it just gets depressing. It just gets really depressing. Yeah. But and then you're also obviously a huge Star Trek fan because of your podcasts. And how I met you was through Star Trek podcasting. To also find out when you did your Power Rangers show, which I was on, your Focus episode. Is that you uh, were the Power Rangers episode. <laughs> yeah, I was the Power Rangers episode. But to also find out that you were a Power Rangers fan was pretty cool. So I have to ask, how does the Power Rangers fandom different from, say, the Star Trek or the Star Wars fandom at these different conventions? Yeah, every fandom has its own differences. Power Rangers, Star Wars, Star Trek, all fandoms have different aspects to them. I mean, that's one of the reasons my show is the Dr. Sci-Fi show. I wanted it to be broad, to be able Mm -hmm. to talk about different fandoms and things like that. First off, everyone's just kind. I mean, for the most part, in most fandoms, everyone's just really nice. For most of our you know, adolescents, it wasn't really the popular thing to be liking Power Rangers or liking Star Trek. We're in this kind of nerdvana renaissance period. <laughs> I like that. Kids nowadays, they don't know. <laughs> it, it, you got your lunch money taken for liking Power Rangers. Nowadays, you know, conventions. But uh, no, everyone was, is super nice in a lot of these places. So I think the biggest thing... Like Star Trek conventions, which I've actually never been to an actual Star Trek convention. I know. Take my comm badge away. (laughs) But uh, actually, just this last one or two weeks ago was the Star Trek Las Vegas convention, the huge one out there in the desert. And I think a convention is always a reflection of the fandom. I mean, Power Rangers have been going for 21 years like going strong. I mean, there's no end in sight. It's still going. Whereas Star Trek, pretty much in 2005, I'm not discrediting the movies, in the core of what Star Trek was, it ended 10 years ago. Right. But while you do have things like Star Trek Continues and a lot of other things coming out right now, it's kind of a hiatus franchise. There's not really new stuff going on. And that's just an interesting vibe to do. Whereas this next year, you have Star Wars Celebration 7 in Anaheim, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to be going to every day as part of the 501st. And that is just going to be insane because you've had the prequel trilogy, which I now consider just the appetizer for what's going to happen next. Right. And you have this multi-year, multi-movie lineup coming down the pipe that's about to kick off. I mean, it's going to be a frenzy. Mm -hmm. And so just the state of the fandom really, I think, affects the type of convention you're going to get versus size versus the people who are enjoying it. But at the end of the day, it's about getting together with people who have a common interest and are just enjoying their fandom. And that's the best part. I think it's definitely the best part. And as you mentioned with the next Star Wars convention ramping up for Episode 7, I think we're going to get that for the next Power Morphicon, which is 2016. That's right. Because the movie will have been released already for a month. I can see the next Power Morphicon being even crazier than we can even imagine, especially if they get the cast from the movie, whoever that cast may be. That's going to be insane. Oh, definitely. Well, and hopefully they have the foresight to put it into their contracts. Yeah, you kind of need to go to this thing called Power Morphicon. You can't just be an actor. 
right now with Star Wars, everything's kind of focusing around the Star Wars Rebels cartoon that's about to come out on Disney XD. But you, you've talked about just the rumors and the helmets and things that are being kind of leaked out with Episode Seven mm-hmm. by next April. It's going to be nuts. I mean, even though it's not coming out till December, it's going to be that much closer. And I would not be surprised if there wasn't one or two major announcements at Celebration. Because that's the great place to do it. Yeah, definitely. So what I thought was pretty interesting, something that you mentioned to me at Power Morphicon, was that Barbara Goodson, who is the voice actress most well-known for the villainous Rita Repulsa, she actually has a Star Wars connection. She does, yeah. When she was sitting right next to Kerrigan Mahan Goldar's table, and I, I looked over at her table and saw that she had an honorary 501st Legion card. And I'm like, oh, that's right. So within the 501st, we induct a lot of people as honorary members of the Legion. It could be mm-hmm. someone, pretty much you've just contributed to Star Wars in a meaningful way. Sometimes it's a little more obscure, like all the Mythbusters are in the Legion because they do, they're obviously fans and they do myths about it, even though they right. didn't directly contribute. Then you have people like Timothy Zahn who have written untold books and things like mm-hmm. that. So she was inducted actually at the Rhode Island Comic Con in 2013 for her work as Mother Talzin in the Clone Wars animated show. Okay. So for voice acting, again, one of her major talents there. Mm-hmm. And so that brought her into the honorary member. So she has an awesome little name tag. And I think she was also inducted into the Rebel Legion as well, which is our sister organization for the good guy side. So she just got plaques everywhere. (laughs) But that was really cool to see her because, again, it's not something I wouldn't have made that connection if I hadn't seen that card because I don't happen to hadn't looked her up her entire IMD credit before, Mm -hmm. uh, before attending. So that was a cool a cool connection. Now we just got to get Kerrigan in a future Star Wars episode. I'll start that online petition today if that's what it takes. definitely. (laughs) Since you were there, did you get a chance to talk with her at all? Just slightly. Uh, She usually had someone at her booth and Mm -hmm. it honestly wasn't one of the things I was like, oh, definitely want to grab that signature because gas money and and all that thing. (laughs) But it was nice to have a moment with her and be like, oh, that's great. She probably made the connection I was in the 501st by the uh, Stormtrooper helmet. It was really, really good, and it's obvious that she has a great friendship with Kerrigan. They, oh, yeah. I'm sure they were smart in putting their tables next to each other. But, yeah, it's funny. actually funny side story on him. So I got this awesome Goldar signed picture, and oh, then yeah. I also got uh, – what was the second thing I got? Oh, I wanted a picture. But I had a 20, and the pictures were 10. And so he was like fishing around for like $10 change. And he's like, oh, I only, I only got like seven in here. Like I owe you three bucks, man. Like it's, and I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. Like I totally get it. And he's like, no, no, like circle back around later. I'm sure I'll have some more change. I'm like, okay. And he looks at me and he's like, I shouldn't do this, but pick another one. So I picked this awesome <laughs> Kerrigan oh, yeah. made, up, made up of all his properties picture. And he's like, we're even. And <laughs> and then he pointed to it. He's like, "That's a joke." And I'm like, "I'm laughing. I'm laughing. This is, this is funny." And then he's like, oh, "I should have put you owe me seventeen dollars now." And I'm like, "That's even better." <laughs> <laughs> so 
then I kept walking around saying that Kerrigan, that Goldar owed me three bucks for the rest of the con. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to start a conversation. Yeah, Goldar owes me three bucks. He I owes guess. me three bucks. I, he doesn't have pockets in that armor. It's, right, it's hard. It's I mean, hard. I don't have pockets either, so I couldn't. we couldn't really have done a transaction. But So it was really cool. But seeing him and seeing Barbara and just a lot of the voice talent. There was a voice talent from Invader Zim. Richard Horvitz and uh, Ricky Simmons. And I got both of their autographs. And it's so funny with Richard Horvitz. As he's signing the autograph, he's speaking as Zim what he's writing in the autograph, in Zim's voice. That's, that's great. Now, uh, it was incredible. Not to call him out, but Kerrigan did not speak in Goldar's voice when he was signing <laughs> my my sheet. And, you know, I feel a little cheated right now. Uh, that would have been awesome. But with Richard Horvitz, I don't know. I was more about him being Zim than I'm like, oh, yeah, he was also Alpha 5. I was more about I need that Zim autograph. <laughs> All the voice actors are incredible and I really think more people should visit them at these conventions. They may not be as well known as the suit actors or the guys that are actual rangers, but these are the people that give voices to these beloved characters as well. And if you're at a convention, just go hang out with them, get an autograph, take a picture with them, because I can tell you that they absolutely love that. And they probably love it a lot more than maybe some of the Ranger actors. They get all the attention. I'm going to say give the voice actors some love because they're the voices from your childhood. And they may not be the faces of your childhood, but you grew up with them too. Yeah, they actually had a panel of all the voice actors, which unfortunately I, I didn't arrive soon enough to attend. That probably would have been, if I was to attend a panel, would have been that one. But I'm sure there were some great stories going around the table at that because they do seem to not take themselves too seriously, have right. a lot of fun. And anytime a Goldar sneaks up on you and starts speaking in his voice, that just makes you dead. <laughs> it really does. Well, you were pretty much hanging out with us the whole time. Did you get to go to any panels? At no, all? I didn't really tend to just because of the it's like I was only there for so many hours. That's line hours plus panel hours. Plus yeah. it ended at 630. So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't uh, that late. We had to make our own after dark special. They weren't doing anything. But I did get to walk around a bit and saw a lot of great props. I love props. Oh, yeah. and having built a mouse droid and a stormtrooper armor. I'm like, this is probably very difficult to make. <laughs> and that prop book you showed me from uh, SPD was awesome all the uh, oh. all the great pieces oh. yeah that are i mean i mean that's a piece of history right there yeah that is probably my most prized possession from the con in addition to the drew struzan poster of spd both of which i got from greg aronowitz an amazing props effects master that was amazing to see pretty much all of the spd props on display at Power Morphicon. So also huge shout out to Greg Aronowitz because the man's a genius, an absolute genius. Well, he's smart. I mean, when you look at all the morphers next to each other, even if you don't know what they're from, you know which one the SPD's from because it's got big SPD written right on it. <laughs> so he, 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 he's like, I'm going to brand this into the ground so that you know which one's from my show. No, I'm sure that wasn't his intention, but it, no, it, that, it does, that, it does that, work out that way. Well, no, that was from the Sentai. Like, all the morphers are from the Sentai. 
Oh, there you go. But everything else was his. There you go. On that show. Yeah, he just branded everything else. <laughs> He's like, oh, a patch here, a patch there. Here's this big wall graphic. <laughs> We're going to build the base in the shape of S, P, and D. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a side note, but something that you mentioned when looking through that art book that the SPD command center kind of shares a similar shape with the TARDIS. Yeah, it's got the hexagon table in the middle, and it could have been the same soundstage, just kind of redressed if you didn't know any better. Yeah, the whole layout was very similar. So that was was kind of a neat sci-fi connection that you told me about. I see sci-fi everywhere. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Any more thoughts on Paramorphicon? Uh, just No, it was just a lot of fun. I think whether or not you're 100% into a fandom, whether you haven't touched base with it in a long time, I mean, do a little homework so you know, you know like who someone is. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't want to walk up to someone and say, so who are you? It's like, I'm Austin St. John, the original Red Ranger. This did, that didn't happen. I'm not saying that happened. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, go to cons, be with friends. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, Paramorphicon was definitely a great time, both on the floor and with you guys. If I were to ask if I'd want to go to another one, if it was in the state, maybe. I don't know (laughs) if my budget would allow me to travel to another place. But you guys just need to come to Celebration 7. I mean, that's just the the only answer. Yeah. (laughs) When is that? (laughs) Uh, April. (laughs) Oh, man, that might be a little tough. Maybe I could do it. That'd be awesome. I'm a big star. Planting that seed right now. I wish, mm. but uh, I'll be at C2E2, undoubtedly. Well, we got R2-D2, and he trumps your C2E2. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well that played. was nice. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, I don't but... think I could top that. So I'm going to step away from the mic. <laughs> now we're going to be talking to Richie. Like I mentioned before, I had the pleasure of meeting Richie on the tail end of Sunday during the convention. And it was really nice to talk to a fan of the show. And I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. But it was nice to have a really nice conversation with someone who wasn't completely nervous to talk to me. And I'm like... I'm not that guy. Anyone can talk to me. But there were a couple of people that was like, oh, hi, this is Trey before. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's like, but I want to talk with you. So it was actually very refreshing to talk to you, Richie. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were at all three days. Uh, yes, I was. Like I said before, th- this was your first Power Morphicon. Yes, it was my first Morphicon. Have you gone to conventions before? Yeah, I've gone to the San Diego Comic Con, and Mm -hmm. I'm from the Sacramento area, so there's a lot of the smaller cons here. Just this last weekend, we had SAC Anime. Yes. Um, I I went to that. We'll just say at the end of the summer, I'm kind of conned out at this point. (laughs) (laughs) done a lot of cons. But yeah, I'd gone to San Diego Comic Con just this last year. It was the first time in, I think, three years I was able to go just because it's been so hard to get tickets now. Right. So we lucked out and were able, uh, my buddy and I were able to get tickets just for two days, but two days are better than none. Zero days, right. Exactly. And San Diego Comic-Con was great, but coming to Paramorphicon, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, was that it's it's a con focused purely on Power Rangers, and everybody's mm-hmm. there for the same thing, and you all share the love of Power Rangers, which is a cool experience. However, going into Paramorphicon, I was still in the San Diego Comic-Con mode, 
<laughs> and when you're in San Diego Comic-Con mode, you know, everybody's camping out and staying overnight and getting in line 24 hours before something starts. So my main goal of San Diego Comic-Con were the Power Ranger exclusives. And mm-hmm. um, I know there was exclusives in the past, but you know, it was kind of one of my goals to be able to obtain one of those. And the very first day of San Diego Comic-Con, I thought, okay, we'll get there about five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> No, that was too late. <laughs> by, the time, by the time we got up to the, the Bandai's ticket booth, they, they had ran out of the guaranteed tickets. So mm-hmm. we had actually, the concerts, we only had two days. We only had one more opportunity. And I think we left the comedy about 8 o'clock, went back to our hotel, kind of showered, freshened up. And then we went back and got in line at midnight. Oh, and the geez. line, still, the line for Hall H. I mean, if you've been to San Diego Comic-Con, you know how crazy those lines are. And people were camped out in sleeping bags for Hall H line, you know, for the wristbands. And then there was already a general line starting for just for the exhibit hall and for the exclusives and everything. And luckily, my friend, he just kind of go with the flow and he's like, okay, let's just let's just do it. It's our last day. So we did it and ended up getting the exclusives. So that was that was awesome. And the exclusives. Yeah, the exclusives I, I get purely for myself. You know, I don't right. get it to try and resell or anything. I get it for myself, so in that way, later down the line, I can pass it on to my kids, and then they can do what they will with it. Exactly. But um, oh. for Power Morphicon, I was in that mode. So <laughs> I got to line up because the unfortunately the directions, you know, weren't quite clear as far the, as right. lining up for the exclusives. So. I had thought, okay, you get there early for registration. I know some of the boards had talked about you have to have your badge before you can get a ticket mm-hmm. with the exclusive. So figured, okay, we'll get there early for registration, pick up our badge, and then wait right in line for the tickets. And right. so we had actually, my friend and I had actually gotten there, uh, let's see, Thursday evening, probably around <laughs> 5 or 6 o'clock. So I thought, let's scope out the convention a little bit and see if there's any lines forming yet, just in case, because, again, I'm still in that. San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> mode. Like, okay, everybody's lining up already. So uh, we get there. Nobody's lined up. I, I see people at the Sheridan. Everybody's just kind of chilling. I thought, okay, I think I think we're safe. Uh, we're staying at uh, one of our friends' place down there. I think we ended up getting there maybe about 7 o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. there was already a little line formed in front of the, the convention center uh, for badge pickup. And so we were waiting there, and I, I don't think they opened until 12, <laughs> 12 o'clock. Right. So, yeah, so we had waited there, and uh, the only thing was there really wasn't any line patrol, so there were some people cutting in line. One to two people, I can understand, not a big deal, but when you've got a party of 12 that cut right in front of you, it makes it kind of hard, especially if yeah. when things are kind of numbered and stuff. But we made it work, made it in, and had asked the, the volunteers about, hey, where do we line up for exclusives and none of them knew we kept asking and that's kind of my thing that i recommend is ask questions ask a lot of questions because when you ask a lot of questions to different people you can kind of get a general consensus of okay the line's going to be over here Mm -hmm. because eventually we talked to a gentleman he said yeah they're going to start lining everybody out on this side um, outside the building and then let you guys in so we ended up waiting out there i think they were giving out the tickets about three o'clock so as soon as we picked up our badges we went outside and kind of formed an unofficial there's already a couple people waiting an unofficial line once it started getting closer then one of the the main guys i guess came out and said okay we're gonna make this the official line but we're Mm -hmm. gonna let the platinum and gold memberships go first and then everybody else silver and below would go in at four see i heard different things too and zach can back me up on this 
we were in that big line outside, and then they're like, oh, I don't think this is the line. We heard different things from different people. Then yeah. we went to the big line, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is totally the line for exclusive. And we're like, oh, f-. And then they're like, no, this isn't the line, and this is the line that's forming. And it was insane. It was kind of a cluster. We were waiting outside at first, and then we went inside, and then they... It, and we heard seemed, nothing. We heard yeah. nothing about platinum and gold lining up for the exclusives first because they were pretty clear on social media, like Facebook and Ranger Board. They said, "Oh no, everyone gets an equal chance with these keys." And some people were disappointed because they're like, Damn, "I thought the platinum and gold would get the advantage for it." Yeah, so we heard different things. <laughs> I was under that same impression because I had read some message boards and and social media that just because you had a gold and a platinum, it didn't really guarantee you really access when it came to the exclusives. Right. So it it was kind of surprising to me at about three o'clock, one of the main gentlemen had come out and he started pulling all the platinum and gold people out of the line. Mm. Um, Okay, you guys are going to be able to go in first and get the, I guess, the guarantee tickets for the exclusive. And it was kind of frustrating just because my friend and I had been waiting there for a couple hours already. And then there were people walking up saying, oh, is this for the exclusive? And the guy said, yeah, do you have gold or platinum? And they said, yeah. And he's like, okay, you can go ahead and go inside. Where they had just walked up, was able to go inside where we had been waiting. I don't know if we're going to get to the cons yet, but (laughs) that was the frustrating things when we had been waiting there. And the guy knew that we were waiting there. I mean, he kept yeah. he would come out and check on us and make sure that we were there for the exclusives and we were doing all right because it was it was pretty warm out there. Oh yeah, oh, California sun, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta love it. <laughs> In the end, did you get one of the key packs? We did, both my friend and I, which I was actually surprised because they let all the gold and platinum people in, and then they had let us come in, and there was quite a line in front of us, and I thought, okay, well, because I know they only set a certain amount aside per day, because I think there was 500 in total that was made. By the time we got up there, I got ticket 99, and my friend got ticket 100, and I was like, is this still guaranteed? And one of the gals said, yeah, yeah, it's guaranteed, and she marked my badge accordingly, and... No, that, and it was funny because the, the gal that was there, she recognized me from San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, uh, like, okay. Oh, you got the exclusive from San Diego Comic-Con, right? I said, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Oh, okay. I guess that, that is cool. <laughs> that's really cool. At least they know I won't try to get another set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is good because I'm glad they made a point to uh, mm-hmm. have it limit one per person. Because I know there are people there that oh, yeah. you know, will get a couple and then try to turn around and sell them like a quick buck. I understand business sense. I get it. As a collector that just yeah. wants one for their own collection, if, when people do that, it takes one out of a collector's hands, if you will. But yeah, we were able to get them and was able to swing by Rhett Fisher and... David D. Latour. Yes, thank you for refreshing my memory. And I have the guest list thing sitting right here in front of me, too, because I just looked down. <laughs> I were able to have them sign it, and they're very nice guys. I picked up Rhett's music CD. He does music. It's called Project Dirty. Yeah. Pretty good music. Support the guy, and he was very nice, very appreciative. Took a picture. That was really cool. That first day, I was able to accomplish one of the things that we had set out to do. My other main thing that I really wanted to do was to meet the OG Rangers from the years that I grew up and from the 90s, the original. And it was really cool that they organized that photo ops with a gentleman from Japan, the original. Uh, Yeah, Yuta. Yuta Ojizuki. 
So that was really neat. And then they had a photo op with Karen, David, Walter, mm-hmm. and then Austin. I was able to take advantage of that photo op and then later go around and have them actually sign the actual photograph. So that was my most, I guess, prized possession accomplishment nice. was to be able to meet them. They were really, really nice. It was funny because I think you had her on her show. I think it was one of Austin's admins. Yeah, uh, Susan. Yes, yes. I was talking with her and I was teasing her. I said, yeah, I listened to your segment on Ranger Command Power Hour. <laughs> I made sure that I had body spray and cologne just in case. Because <laughs> I don't want us to have that con funk. It was funny because Austin was signing my print and mm-hmm. stuff and he's like, Richie, you're quiet. You have any questions for me? <laughs> and I was like, I know there are people too. I respect that. But it's just a guy that you grew up with, part of your childhood, is actually right there in front of you. You know, now that mm-hmm. you're older and, and now that I had an opportunity to actually meet him, it's kind of an awe moment. And I said, I just appreciate the work that you did and being a positive impact on my childhood and basically just keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And we got to pose with the, the picture. They had actually just brought him over his Gold Ranger helmet at that time. I just saw the video of that. On yeah, I, I saw myself. I'm very small in the, in the back. I could see myself <laughs> looking. You could just kind of see me like, what's in the box? What's in the box? And then he pulled off the helmet. And that was cool. We got to pose with both his red and gold helmet. So that was very, very nice. Cool. And then just everything else was kind of icing on the cake. My main thing was trying to meet as many actors as possible, getting a chance to meet them and kind of see their experience on the show and, and what they're doing now. And I actually got to do a, a VIP meet and greet with Jessica Ray from Wild Force. Oh, very uh, nice. On Friday night, she had a small little meet and greet at a, uh, a small little billiard room across the street from the convention center. And it was her and about, I think, like eight of us. And it was nice because it was very personal. We got to ask her questions about the show and talked about drama that went on the show and why (laughs) some particular people weren't at panels and so forth. But it was kind of neat to learn the backside of it behind the scenes. That was a cool opportunity. And she signed an exclusive print and took pictures with us. It was really cool. Great opportunity. Everything else was icing on the cake. Got to meet David Fielding outside. Guy does Zordon. He was just kind of hanging around and got to take a quick picture with them. And it's very surreal. You know, these people are just here that you grew up with. It's kind of hard not to have a fanboy moment, but (laughs) I definitely kept it under wraps. At least I hope I put on a good front. But deep down inside, you know, you have your little fanboy moments. As far as panels were concerned, I did Mm -hmm. the Wild Force panel because I I had the meet and greet, the photo and the autograph for that. So we had to go to the panel for that. And then the only other panels I think I went on that I sat through was, of course, the Saban one. Oh, yeah. Dino Charge reveal. I think pretty much everybody tried to get into that (laughs) one. That was a packed house. That was. Where were you in that? Very back. (laughs) Oh, man. It was nice that they had the actors enter from the back. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I know there was a super fan, a very big super fan that was right next to us, and she was just going crazy that they were doing this big reveal. She's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's like, wow, okay, I'm not that excited, but hey, go for it. You know, we're all here to share this moment together. But um, the other panel I sat on was Ron's, the music of Power Rangers. 
to me, that was one of the things that I wanted to sit on and watch and have him explain all the the music that went into Power Ranger show and some of the songs, like the actual meanings of the songs, isn't really what we thought they were. Kind of given the backstory of him working with Saban and all that, so that was kind of interesting. It definitely makes me listen to the songs in a different way, but they're songs that we grew up with. Right, they're still good. And then Sunday went to the Brad Hawkins after party. That was pretty cool. He was raising for a good cause. I ended up winning his, I guess, a CD single. I guess he, he oh, hit music cool. for a little while. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yes, he did. Yeah, so it, they were auctioning off just some random stuff. And I thought, you know, it's, it's a good cause. And ended up getting his, it was a CD single with a song on it. And he signed it for me. And there was another group there that won, I guess, his little backdrop that he had that, at his table. <laughs> the, those are the guys from Dan's Toku. Rants. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I heard that come up. And, yeah. yeah. Those guys are pretty VR Trooper passionate they, fans there. They are hardcore, especially Seamus. I think he was the main guy. And it's funny because we got to hang out with them at the After Dark. Great group of guys. Uh, their podcast is also pretty entertaining. But I guess after that whole thing, the next day, they went to the actual Korean Peace Bell, I think that is. Mm-hmm. And that's where they filmed those scenes in VR Troopers where he's like reminiscing about his dad. Like that's the temple. And they actually went there and did a bunch of pictures of that. <laughs> well, speaking of, kind of on a side note, have you guys sure. ever visited the actual location used for the command center, the building used for the command center? I did not do that. I wish I had more days there and i think that's what i'm gonna do for the next power morphicon i'm just gonna take like a week and have the con sandwich in between that week because i want to make that trek it's a very famous building it's been in star trek as well most notably in the borg descent two-parter in the next generation but it's also the freaking command center for power Mm -hmm. rangers that's definitely one of my goals for the next pmc yeah, and, and I knew that we weren't going to have an opportunity to do it at the Morphicon weekend because we actually left. Now, Sacramento, it's a good six hours or so, depending on traffic. Oh, wow. Um, away. So we actually had to go to work the next morning mm-hmm. on Sunday, and I had to work at 730 the next morning. That was a long day at work, but <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. So we had decided coming on the way back from San Diego Comic-Con, yeah. it was actually on the way home because it's in Semi-Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually stopped by and we were able to, to check it out. And there's this one last little turn that you make going up that hill. And then you uh-huh. just see the backside of it. And it's just that feeling that comes over. You're like, man. This is a command center, dude. <laughs> and we got to go up, and we were the only ones there. And I think we were there for a good maybe 30 minutes. And we wow. were just kind of sitting there, just kind of taking it in, taking some pictures. And it was really cool. And on the way back, I because there is a security gate, I right. talked to the security gentleman. And I said, for future, the general public wants to come and visit that building. Because I guess it's the, the House of Book is what it's called. Yes. He's like, yeah, just call the college ahead of time because it's a Jewish college is where the building yes. is at. And he's like, yeah, just call ahead of time. Let them know you want to come visit it. What day? And we'll make sure and talk to the guards so that way they can let you in. That was kind of a, a good highlight from Comic-Con, you know, after all the craziness right. that went on. That was kind of nice just to sit there in front of the command center, just kind of take it all in. That was a cool opportunity. That's but, amazing. Um, all in all, it was a great time. 
think everything that I wanted to accomplish, I did. And then being able to meet you guys, that was icing on the cake. That was cool. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, no problem. And uh, definitely enjoy the podcast. It was actually getting us through a road trip on the way down. Because <laughs> that uh, podcast definitely come in handy when you're making a road trip. It makes things a little bit easier when you're taking that drive. <laughs> you know what? That's what I've heard from people. When we did the How I Ranger Command contest, we got quite a few pictures of people playing it in their cars. And one of my friends, he goes by Toy Empire. He listens to it while he does marathon runs. And when he goes on runs, it's strange. I mean, it's humbling, but it's also strange to know that people are listening to us in, like, cars and, oh, I'm going on a run, so I'm just going to pop in some Ranger Command. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know, man. (laughs) Well, Eric, you basically started this just kind of on a whim. You're like, I think I want to do a podcast about Power Rangers. Yeah. And, And, you know, I saw that tweet that you made, and I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. I'll join you. <laughs> and now it's this thing where people are fans and, and, you know, they listen to us and they listen to the show and approach us at conventions. And it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah. I don't think I was prepared for Paramorphicon in that way. Like people recognizing me that it's just, it's not a concept that goes through my mind. Cause I'm like, I'm just a fan. I'm doing this for people. Maybe get a kick out of it. But definitely thank listeners like you, Richie. And that was one of my highlights was definitely meeting you and meeting some of the other fans and just getting to talk with you guys. Because let's face it, we all love this nerdy show that got us through our childhoods. And to be at a convention like that where all of these people have similar experiences and different ones and to hear their stories is pretty incredible and i think i like that more than meeting some of the actors to be honest so thank you definitely uh definitely appreciate the podcast oh yeah. it's getting all sentimental guys it's like an after school tonight on a very special ranger command power hour the gang learns Well, Richie, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Well, thank you. Anytime. Anytime. I'd love to be part of any discussions you guys may have. So thank you. Definitely. So I know you're kind of new to the whole social media thing, but is is there a place people can maybe find you or if they want to talk to you? Sure. The only social media thing I have at the moment is Facebook, and it's, of course, facebook.com slash Richie Lyman, that's R-I-C-H-I-E-L-Y-M-A-N-385. Well, great. And I hope people get to connect with you because, like I said, meeting you was definitely one of the highlights and really appreciate your listens. And it was great just talking with you on Sunday. That was really nice. Yeah, well, well, thank you. Likewise. Yeah. So, Darren, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. Where can people find you online? Best place to find me would be on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. They can also check out my website, which is drsci-fi.com, and I have information and things about the troops I go on, my Stormtrooper armor, the podcast resides there for the Dr. Sci-Fi show. But if they also are interested in Star Trek, definitely give a listen over at Trek FM, just trek.fm, and I am a co-host for the Earl Grey Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. There's a lot of podcasts. You might have to... (laughs) 
speed through <laughs> some of them, but we're the one with the Enterprise on. Well, no way, so I can't say that. We're the, the, we're the one with the Enterprise D on it. Uh, there you go. Well, thank you so much, Darren, for joining us, and it was great meeting you finally in person, sharing some Power Rangers fan moments. It's a night I'm probably not going to forget pretty long now. No, it was great to great to meet all you guys, and hopefully our paths will cross in person again someday. 2016 for Power Morphicon. Oh, I tell, or, I mean, hopefully uh, closer, or Celebration Celebration 7. 2015. <laughs> or that. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see everyone next time. Right. Bye. Take care. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> all right, see you later. Have a good day. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on Facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour.com.